0: Great day to flex your freedom. I'm your host, Barb Allen. Look, y'all know our Great American Syndicate, or if you don't know, you're going to find out here quickly. We talk a lot about our core values. The best way to strengthen our country is not by the people that we put in office or the people that put themselves in office. I mean, certainly getting the right people in those places is a good start, right? But no matter who is in office, even if they are the most amazing, sincere, patriotic people on the freaking planet, our country still needs us to strengthen it. It needs American citizens to strengthen our country by strengthening ourselves and our families and our communities. That is what we are all about in the Great American Syndicate. That is the core value of model of the people that we align with and work with. And those are the core values expressed exactly by today's guest, Ian Wendt. And we are super psyched to have him here today. Ian was a speaker at our Great American Summit. He was one of the speakers who said, look, you guys have never done an event before. We only just sort of met. I'll fly my ass out there and be a part of your event. (laughs) Why not? Right? That's the spirit of adventure that we love, that we love so much. And we've loved seeing Ian soar, um, even more on his own path since our summit. And what you all are going to like, listen, if you've heard Ian on other podcasts, fantastic great go back and listen to those if you want to hear his life story and exactly how he started because a lot of other shows have walked you through that and that's great it's an important part of him but we're going to go down a different path today so we're going to do the 12 second background on Ian Went for those of you who are not maybe familiar with him and then you can follow up if you want to hear his whole story go to our talk in the Great American Summit where he uh, gave that talk and shared his story we'll put that link in here go to any of the other podcasts he's been on or, or follow him directly which we're going to share that information with you as well. So, Ian, let's do it. Yeah. Give the 12 second 12 background. Seconds.
1: Damn. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been in sales and marketing pretty much my entire life. Started door to door. Eventually, I uh, ran all the training and all the marketing for the company I worked for, literally over 10 years. Um, back in 2020, after becoming a father and kind of seeing everything that was happening in the country, the closet conspiracy theorists came out in me. Uh, and With the riots, I started kind of seeing what was happening a long time before it ever happened, even though everybody called me and everybody else that spoke up crazy. Um, I decided to use my platform to get loud about that. And we built a massive community of people. And rather than like burning my following to the ground, which is what I thought I was going to do, it actually ended up exploding. Um, And then with that community, rather than just kind of creating content and like, you know, just being that influencer or whatever... We raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for small businesses that were going down during the lockdowns. We saved them from having to close their doors. Uh, we benefited a lot of veteran organizations, child trafficking organizations, um, and through that, I realized that that was the true spirit of patriotism, because all of these people never once asked the question of like, are those business owners black? Are they white? Are they Democrat? Are they Republican? You know, do they wear a mask? Like, no one, no one asked those questions because that's not what you do when you're an American and you see your fellow Americans struggling, it doesn't matter what walk of life they come from. You come to their aid and you help them because that's what patriotism is. Patriotism is not a partisan thing or an exclusive thing. And so as this community continued to, to build, I realized that a lot of people didn't want to use their voice because they were so afraid. This is way longer than 12 seconds. I'm sorry, but <laughs> they were so afraid. They were so afraid of speaking up about because they didn't want to be canceled or they didn't want their family or friends to, you know, whatever. And so, I decided to create a way for them to exemplify and and be loud about what they were doing without being loud. And that was the Patriot T. So we designed the Patriot T and it just exploded from there. And now we are about a year into the business. We're 48 countries, 30,000 orders. It's continuing to, I think we might even be more than that now. It's continuing to grow. Um, and it's become more of a movement and a movement of people that exemplify that message of true patriotism and how, if we can figure that out and if we can get back to that, we might have a fighting chance in, in uniting and actually, you know, making things better. So yeah. that's the long story short.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is the long story short. And again, not to like dis over your, your, your background and your story, mm-hmm. but you and I were talking before this and it I went no, on No, yeah, I don't want to go into the whole thing. I, fucking, I hate it when I, when I get the same cookie cutter um, interview out of my yeah. guests. So I love, let's mix it up, Ian. Let's let's go there.
1: Let's do it. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, So I know what I think is up with this country. I know the things that are alarming to me and uh, people who know me know what I know. So let's talk about what's alarming to you when you say uh, you need to stand up for America and for patriotism. And I love your, your description of what patriotism is. That's exactly how we feel. We don't care like everybody is welcome in our community and what we do it happens to be that most people that come into our community are conservative based because we talk about patriotism and faith and family and capitalism and all that and happiness right. you know those tend to be things that right. some people don't necessarily <laughs> necessarily enjoy yeah. but yeah. what are the things that you see that are most alarming to you in this country
1: I think the most alarming thing by far is the apathy or the apathetic attitude towards like being great or, or like being, uh, somebody of, you know, of consequence, like someone that actually is making a difference. It's, it's like, it's, it's cool to be weak and it's cool to be, you know, just average and normal. And, and the people that are like strong in every way, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally in their business, whatever, it's like, it's demonized. I think so. So I think the greatest issue that we have is this attack on on greatness, honestly, on on people being willing to not only be leaders in their community, but also um, inspire others to be leaders as well. Like we've become a very, very apathetic, weak um, and entitled uh, society. And, and and that is very much manufactured like it's it's decades of of propaganda and of conditioned indifference that a very select and small group of people have designed to make us that way to make us weak and make us divided and make us think that we're each other's enemies and you know be constantly consumed with whatever the, the current thing is, or, or be more, more excited about like sports in Hollywood than we are about our own communities and our families and our kids. And, and uh, you know, that's where society's going. And it's just, it's really, really scary, especially as a father, because I'm like, I don't want my kids to grow up in a, in a world where entitlement is rampant and where accountability is missing. Because when you take away accountability and you replace it with entitlement, you're moving closer and closer towards dependency. And when you get to dependency, that's when they win. That's when control comes in. And I think a lot of us are probably on the same um, page as far as how our country is trending towards a very controlling situation. You know, you uh, you have this border crisis right now. And... Like, it's so funny to me because this is another thing that's like totally politicized, right? I actually am totally of the opinion that immigration should not be a politicized topic. Like, it's so stupid that that's a political thing. Every single human being in this world, in my opinion, and I, and this, this comes from, I, I served a religious mission in Nicaragua. I lived there for over two years. So I know what it's like to live in a third world country. And I know what it's like to be in these people's shoes and not have the opportunities and the freedom that we have in this country. Right? Right. I've never served in the military, but because of that experience, I feel like I have a different perspective and a different and that's why I'm so grateful for the freedom I have and so grateful for the people who lay their lives on the line so that I can have it Um, and why I'm, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I've done what I've done. But if you if you consider um, immigration in general, like every single person in this world, if they do what is required and if they deserve that freedom and that opportunity, every single person in this world, I believe should have the opportunity to chase the American dream. That's, that's the point of the American dream. It's not an American dream just for Americans. It's an American dream for everyone. America first doesn't mean America only, right? It just means we take care of ours before we take care of everyone else so that we can take care of everyone else. But we absolutely should try to take care of as many people as we can. If we are the strength, if we are the leader, right? Um, but it's become this weird politicized thing. And, and it's obvious that's obviously a manufactured thing as well. But the way I look at it is, you know, you look at how many people are flooding into our country right now. And if you guys don't think that that is a calculated and very planned out decision, you know, like, I I don't know how to help you because just look back over the last 20 years, maybe more. And look at how each and every one of these countries specifically that now are pouring immigrants into our country, right? You have Venezuela, you have Mexico, um, you have Ecuador, right? Look at those countries and look at what's happened on the political spectrum. Look at what's happened with the the current leadership, right? Or, Or the past leadership. And look at what's happened during those elections, right? Those people that become dictators or socialist communist leaders in that country and completely bring it to the ground because I mean, Venezuela used to be one of the most successful countries in South America. And now it's a complete, like it's, it's completely desolated, right? Why? Because these, these communist leaders come in and that's what happens. That's what communism does to a nation. But if you don't think that that's calculated, I don't know how to help you. Like these leaders have been, these leaders are not just putting on their own coups. Like I hate to break it to you guys, but there is a very select group of people who have planned these things out years and years in advance and these are calculated um, decisions that are being made. These people are being installed. These leaders are being installed. And then what follows is very much planned. And so now you have all these countries where exactly what was meant to happen has happened, okay? And all these people, they don't want to be in those countries because now they are suffering They're extreme poverty, violence, cartels, Right, uh, relig- no, no religious freedom, no freedom in general. So, what do they do? Of course, they flood to America because that's what America is. But what do you think happens when America gets to the point where there's a hundred million people from all these other countries here? Right now, you have. I actually watched a video today that uh, Andy Andy sent me. Andy Frasilla sent me, and this is exactly what she was talking about. She was talking about the fact that these all these people that flood into our country, right? They're now they're now just, it's not, it's not a matter of being like racist or being, you know, discriminatory towards those people. It's just a fact that that many people in this country will bring the system down. And it's a perfect, it's a perfect stage for that select group of people that I've been talking about to then say, okay, this national government thing, it's not going to work. Now we need a world government. Now we need a region government that can deal with problems from all the different countries that are involved in this. Right. And then you have all these people that I just talked about uh, previously that are so apathetic and completely entitled and have zero accountability and don't want any accountability that are going to say, yeah, that makes sense. Please come to our rescue, right? Keep us safe. And that's how this whole thing works. And, you know, like (laughs) anyone listening to this, that is thinking that does that, that sounds crazy. It's like, well, you know, what else sounded crazy is the fact that, I said 2 years ago that you would eventually have to show a card to eat at a restaurant. Right. Or the fact that I just had to go a month without my family because I wasn't allowed in a certain country because I chose not to put something in my blood vein.
0: Yeah. Like I know it's gotten it has gone so far out of the realm. I remember thinking back Like a couple years ago, if anybody had said, hey, we'd all be shut down for two years and you could be arrested for going to school, you could be arrested for going to work, the government can do this and that to you and force this vaccine to make you choose between your job and food on the table or this serum, you know, that is now proven to be doing terrible things to some people who have bad reactions to it. Right. Not Um, some people, a lot of people, a lot of people, right. A lot of people. Um, I was one of those people who was like, I, I am one of those people who just has weird reactions to shit. Like a Benadryl will put me down for 12 hours. One Benadryl, I'm fucking out, you know, which is very (laughs) unfortunate. I'm a little better with tequila, but, um, but not much.
1: Benadryl before we were doing our podcast.
0: (laughs) Right. Seriously. So like, I just didn't, Trust what this thing would do to me. So I didn't want to. I'm like, I'll take my, you know, that was my decision I made based on my health and knowing myself. But I was vilified for that. And I would never have imagined the people who were vilifying me, people who previously before they're like, Oh my God, Barb, I love you. You're so awesome. How you stand up for what you believe in. I love how you just say what's on your mind. I love that you do this. I love that you're all about your own personal choice and you don't care what people say. And then I say, okay, well, I'm not going to go get this thing. Oh my God, Barb, how could you do that? How could you say all lives matter? And like like suddenly it wasn't so cool to those people. Suddenly the things that they said they liked about me they decided that that annoyed them like they couldn't they couldn't understand they wanted to choose when i applied those things that they liked about me and how i applied it and only then was it acceptable to them
1: and and that's because the tv told what? them to by the way that's now because that's because the they cult. heard that <laughs> yeah. that's because that's because the talking heads in cnn and because the yeah. installed government that we currently have told them that they need to be outraged at those things right
0: and they that just like, just like that People that knew it, me for years, really. people that knew me for years. Now they say, like Davis over here, saying he's reminding me of the, how many times I've been told that I'm in a cult. Um, and no, that, re-
1: really, though. Like I, like, I, I, I've talked only about this a couple times, so this is okay. It's not like the same thing I've talked every time. But
0: <laughs> okay. one of the I'll reasons, we'll what, but on. one of
1: the reasons why I started speaking up, um, or one of the reasons why I got so more, so much more passionate about things after I spoke up. So. I started, like I said, with the riots, when I saw what was happening with George Floyd, right? Uh And when I when I saw what was happening with the with BLM in the streets and all that stuff, like I saw that for what it was, I was like, this is the beginning of how they divide us completely as a nation and how they how they basically Mm -hmm. resurrect extreme racism, because racism exists in the country. That's not like, this is common sense. There are people in the country that are still racist, because there's people in the country that still believe that, like you can be an elephant. I mean, right. it exists right. everywhere. Right. But the fact is that extreme racism and like, like, like uh widespread racism, that was eradicated. It's gone. Most people, if you walk out your front door, right. This is, this is the analogy I always use. I always say to someone that's arguing with me about this, they're like, Oh no, you don't understand. It's like, okay, pick any street in America, any street. I don't care what it is. And, and have that street be full of six, have it have 16 people in the street, 15 white people and one black person. Okay. Now let's pretend one of those white people starts to beat on that black person in the street and is getting to the point where they're going to kill him, and they're dragging them across the yard or, or whatever. And they're about to string them up in a tree like they did in old times, right? What do you think the other 14 people are going to do or, or the majority of those people, or even a few of those people? They're going to jump in. It doesn't matter what street you're on. It doesn't matter what state you're in. It doesn't matter what town you're in. They're all, Like That's the reality. Most people would come to the aid of that person, no matter what color they are, because that's not okay. And normal human beings don't think that it's okay to enact that kind of violence on someone, especially because of the color of their skin.
0: Yeah, right we are better so than we are being portrayed to be and i absolutely. think that is why what you're doing what we're doing and what we do as a collective matters so much yeah. i think i think people yeah. like you and i and us working together you're working with all the people you're working with we're working with the people we're working with but we're all on the same platform really like we're all on the yeah. same mission we're all and so when we're all doing this with everything we have and we're all doing it in our own ways, you're going to impact some people. We're going to impact other people. We're both going to impact some of the same people. Right. And then that ripple effect is going to just shoot out more and more, which is one of the things that we really liked about you when we saw you is that is how you just get out there and you just send it. And that is what I think more and more people have to do. Like you were saying, we have to we have to find our voice together, right? Like we have, you went, you decided that you were going to say what you wanted to say, even if it burned your community down. But what people don't realize is that when you speak up for what you care about most, you attract the people that you may burn some bridges, but you're going to build a lot more. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it comes down to this too. It's like, I Awareness is what truly separates us when you talk about every person. Right. So like, just, just to reiterate, just going back to what I was talking about with the racism thing, like when you said that you had friends that all of a sudden were like at your throat because of the things that they supposedly liked about you before, but they'd been so manipulated and, and infiltrated mentally and emotionally to believe that now these things were a threat, right? That's the exact same thing that happened with me and one of my absolute best friends. I mean, he was literally my best man at my wedding and like a brother to me, like my parents considered him another son. He was black, right? And all of a sudden, I, I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> What's that?
0: I said he probably still is black. You're like he was black. I'm sorry. So, go right. ahead. He,
1: he's black. He <laughs> is black. So two two months two months into me starting to raise awareness of things, right? And all of a sudden, he decided I was a racist and I didn't care about him and I didn't understand. And we are no longer friends. Like he literally ended our friendship of eleven plus years because of the fact that he was completely manipulated by Mm -hmm. these people. And so that was one of the biggest reasons why it was like, okay, that's what made me realize how important awareness is because the only thing really separating us when you talk about good people, okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about the evil that exists that are trying to shove agendas down our throat that are obviously evil. Like evil is stomped out and you just don't, that's it. You don't negotiate it with right. Or negotiate with it. But the good people there's, there's good people from every single walk of life, every race, every color, every political affiliation, every ideology, everything. Yeah, The thing that separates us is awareness. And the first step to, I believe, to bringing a community together is, uh, is helping everyone become aware of who the real evil is and the fact that it's not us. Because once we figure that out, it's like, oh, wait, uh, this is a common enemy. We're on the same side. So even though I don't like the fact that you you know, believe this, we're still on the same side and it's okay. Right? right. Um, and that's really what I've tried to do going back to your point with, with, uh, with official Patriot gear. Right. And what's been really, really cool is some of our biggest hurdles have become some of our biggest triumphs. So one of the biggest things that we constantly have been battling since the beginning is censorship. Obviously everybody does. Right. Right so like facebook ads we literally cannot market on facebook like we we are shut down almost every single time our ads are pulled like six times a day anytime yeah. we try to get an ad out in time for a certain promotion or whatever it's always taken down and it doesn't go up until like a day before the promotion ends and so it's totally pointless and then it just drains our bank account with yep. with all this marketing spending right so one thing i did um, when this started happening was i pivoted to okay let's figure out how to get this message out there the right way. Because let's be honest, when people buy stuff online, they're just buying it because it looks cool. That's not what this is about. I want people, when they wear a hat, when they wear a t-shirt that we do, whatever, I want them to be wearing it because of the message and because of the mission of the brand, right? And so that's why we started the the ambassador program. And um, it's become so much more than that. And that's kind of what you and I were talking about. and And I think it's the perfect synergy with great American syndicate too, because it's two groups of people who are truly trying to make a difference in the community, not just by like promoting brands or promoting or or selling something. But, you know, I have, I have people now that are in this program who have completely changed their lives. People who were totally submissive and totally unaware of what was going on and, and never stood up for themselves. And now they're leaders in their community And they're, you know, they're mobilizing other ambassadors to get together and do events and they're speaking up on social media. And and it's just it's so cool to see people actually change their lives once they realize what this fight really is and why it's so important that we are all joined together in it. Right. And
0: I think I think I know
1: that's what you guys do, too. And I love it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of ways that people can step forward and serve, right? Like we don't all have to serve in the military or serve in law enforcement or whatever. We can all serve. We can all add our own gifts. My One of my best friends for – one of the few people who's hung out with me for a couple decades now, right? Takes a lot to, to roll with me through all my different lives, but she has. And uh, she, she says one of the best quotes because she's dedicated her life to horse rescue and saving horses, right? So is this gonna save the whole planet? Of course not, right? But she believes in it and she does it. And what she does when people say to her, People are always going to shit on you, right? They're always going to shit on your dreams, always going to say, well, why are you doing that? It's horses. Horses don't matter. You could be doing whatever it is you're doing. Somebody's going to tell you why it doesn't matter, right? And so she, (laughs) like always. And if
1: they don't, you're not doing it right
0: and if they don't you're not doing it right. And so she finally came back and she's like, "Well, you know what? We can't all save the world, but we can all tidy up our own corner of it." And I love that saying. I love that phrase and I think that just goes to show I'd rather tidy up my own corner than do nothing. At the end of the day, when, you know, I'm I'm out of here and I know it's it's said and done, whatever whatever this place looks like when the dust settles, I want to know that I tidied up my corner, you know, the best that I could. And I think that's Absolutely. what we're all doing in our own ways. What do you say, Ian, to somebody who's sitting out there now and they're like, This guy is full of shit. <laughs> like he's I saw I saw this guy on your Instagram page when he came at you and he was just the past couple of days and he was going at you, um, like, oh, you're you're not all about love. You, that it was like two days ago or a day ago. And he was just lighting mm-hmm. into you about how you're not about love. He doesn't want to hear your shit. Yeah. And you tried to talk him through a little bit. You tried to be like, Hey man, I hope you get help. Hey, are you okay? I went back, I looked at his profile. He's got like no profile picture. It's like a cartoon. He's got like 60 followers don't really matter. Right. But, um, but you know, like it's, he's a cartoon profile picture and like yep. a bare minimum presence. Yeah.
1: And he's doing nothing but posting memes and just crap. Like he's just, he's just posting crap, right? Here's the thing. It's actually interesting you asked me that because um, I get a lot of hate, but what's so interesting, Barb, is most people would think that I'm getting hate from the left, right? Like I'm getting a lot of liberal hate. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of that. I'll be totally honest with you. That's not what I get. If I could, I could probably count on two hands in two years, how many times someone that's liberal has come at me. Most of the hate is actually from the right. It's actually far right conservatives who call me a grifter because I'm selling American apparel because I'm building a business in America and whatever, or they are super self righteous because everything should be American made, even though they're typing that on their Chinese cell phone and then getting in their car that's from China and then going home and having everything in their house that's basically from China or in another country. Right. And they're so quick to buy things from all these other major corporations that get everything from China. But then when an American stands up and tries to build a small American business doing the exact same thing that all these other people do, now all of a sudden it's like wrong. And now all of a sudden it's, let's jump on them and let's demonize them and let's yell at them and scream at them. Right. That's the second type of hate again. The other type of hate I get is from, oh, great. I knew that was going <laughs> to happen.
0: <okay>. Let's roll. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the other type of hate that I get is, uh, is far right, um, Christians who call me a Satanist because I listen to heavy metal and that is literally like, I've always said that if I ever had anybody like come at me or my family, it wouldn't be someone from the left. It would be somebody from the right. And it's so sad that that is a fact. Yeah. So what would I say to somebody who says I'm full of crap? I don't care. Number one. I don't care what you think, uh, especially if you're thinking that. Number two, um, I and the people around me know my heart and know like what I'm actually trying to accomplish, and that all that's all that matters. the The most important thing that I've ever done for myself in life is stop caring. this is, this is entrepreneurship in a, in a nutshell.
0: And you know what? I'm going to like take this on a tangent for a minute. I actually fucking love that that just happened because if you're watching, if you're listening to this interview, you don't know what's happening, but if you're watching it, you've seen that both of us have been a little blurry and now Ian's background just fell out. We had a major electrical storm here this morning, like huge electrical storm, lightning strikes everywhere. So our Wi-Fi is a little wonky. So we're a little in and out. Ian's background just decided to like, take the plunge and jump right off. But you know what? I actually that's don't care.
1: About, like, like, like
0: you can't, and this, no. I think this just exemplifies, if you're going to sit back and wait for everything to be perfect, if you're going to just say, I'm not going to do this unless it's like absolutely a hundred percent, exactly yeah. the way I envisioned it. That, I think that's what yeah. keeps most people frozen in place. Um, so <laughs> I actually love you know, that that happened. <laughs>
1: and more than that, just to go back to the people that are hating on me because I'm a grifter, right? Yeah. If you want to know what it looks like to actually run a multi-million dollar business in america it's very very different than you think it is because that yes. multi-million dollars we're not actually making that all you people that think i have a mansion and a freaking helicopter right i'm in a studio that we pay like 200 bucks a month for and i don't have any kind of podcast equipment or anything i literally right. am just sitting in front of a freaking wall with i had those flags taped up to the wall okay <laughs> like it's it's just people don't understand and they don't want to understand everyone just wants to be angry
0: They do, but I also think that this is just a great way. Like, I don't think that we could have chosen a better way to kind of highlight what you need to do and how you have to be willing to have people hate on you or how you have to just go for it, even when you don't have control over things happening, when it's not perfect, but you have to just go anyway. So I actually love that that happened. I think it just sort of illustrates exactly what you're talking about. It illustrates entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. It it illustrates um, the tenacity to go after what you're getting and how to flip with things and roll with it so no ian we are not editing that part out where your flags i
1: I don't even care and that's the thing it's it's also like it's also the fact that uh, i have people ask me like what do you think the number one thing is that it takes to be an entrepreneur and my answer is always the same it's resiliency it's the ability to get freaking kicked in the teeth over and over and over and over and be able to say well that sucks but like Now let's go to plan A, B, C, D, E, F. And if none of those work, then we'll go to G. And it's like, most people don't have the resiliency or the ability to do that. um, Which is why the majority of people don't ever actually take the plunge and become an entrepreneur or do whatever it is that they actually want to do. And so, you know, going back to what I was saying before my whole background fell down, Um, (laughs) it's the most important thing that I ever did for myself is I stopped caring what other people thought about me. I spent so much of my life trying to prove myself to other people. And the minute that I stopped doing that is the minute that literally everything changed. And I know that sounds cliche. I know every guru in the book will tell you that, but there's a reason why because it is so, so incredibly powerful. So what do I say to somebody who who hates on me or says I'm full of crap? I don't care what you think. If you think that, then you're not part of the people that I want around me anyway. Right. And you're just part of the problem. I want people around me that are part of the solution and believe it or not, selling t-shirts that say Patriot on them and building communities of people that are willing to stand up for patriotism and, and for unity and for the things that this country is founded on is actually making a difference and raising awareness every single day on my social media, 15 times a day is actually making a difference in people's lives and in the community and in the country. And so I don't care what you think, because I know what I'm doing. And I know what is happening and I've seen the results and I've seen, I've had the experiences. And so I don't have my, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. And, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be in that place. Like the, I have people every once in a while that are like, well, why do you answer the followers that come at you like that? And it's like, I, it's, I'm not doing it because they triggered me. I'm doing it because it gives me uh, a chance to teach my other followers who actually appreciate what I'm doing and who I appreciate lessons that can actually help them and change their lives. Because these people, what they don't understand is all they ever do is help me. All they ever do is lift me up when they come at me like that. Plus it they boost it, your algorithm. Well, not only that, but I mean like just, in, just in, the, in the point that like, for example, yesterday, I was able to teach a really valuable lesson about love and about um, understanding that even though the world may be a complete dumpster fire 99% of the time, like there's still so much good. And yeah. that good is what we need to do our best to salvage. Because if we don't, why the hell? What Like what's going on, right? There's so many it. people that are willing to just, you know, lock themselves in a stateroom as the ship goes down because it's like, well, it's going down. What are we going to do? And there's very few people that are willing to just freaking fight and claw and stay out of the water as much and as long as possible. And I those are it. the people and you I got the around. got the people
0: on the top deck plane still partying and shit while this while the ship is sinking because they're not aware right so i love all that you said ian i love uh, what you're doing i love that you came out and joined us at our summit this year and that we yep. just rolled with what turned out to be both, for both of us a little kind of hectic hectic day here so ian tell yep. people where they can find you online and follow you and yep. connect with you so
1: my instagram is my primary fall or my primary uh, platform it's iwenster i w e n d t s t e r um, I do have a backup and that's iWinster 2. Um, and then my my business page is the official Patriot Gear. Our website is officialpatriotgear.com. Um, and those are pretty much the only places you can find me right now. I had a TikTok, but I deleted it because I didn't want freaking China to have my all my information. Scary stuff. <laughs> but uh so it's just it's really just that right now. We're in the process of building out a YouTube, but it's not quite done yet. So we'll just stay with that. I do have a book coming out pretty soon, um, probably in the next couple months. And I think that's going to change a lot of things. It's going to be all about how to build a movement uh, or how to build a community that creates a movement because um, that's really what we've been able to do. And I'm, I'm super excited to get that out to everybody. I think it'll, I think it'll help a lot of people to uh, answer a call that they, that they have, um, yeah. but may not have answered yet. And, um, yeah, that's the best way. And so I just also want to thank you. Thank you for having me on and thank you for inviting me out to the, to the summit. I hope to be at the next one too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, And of course, any way that I can support you guys, just let me know.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you, sir.